0: realize no way you have tuned into Breaking the Mask of Depression. With Diva with Depression.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Breaking the Mask of Depression with me the diva with depression. I hope you all are doing well today. Uh, It's summertime today, I think, and something is retrograding. So shit's just been going left and right and we're all upside down, but I hope we're all doing well. You guys hear me talk all the time about working at hell. Um, I don't even say the name of the company. (laughs) Um, That was my last place of work, but a couple of things came out of working in hell. One is my beautiful children, and two was I made some great friendships along the way. So today I have one of my dearest friends here to talk to us about mental health, because of course you guys know that this is the series for June being men's mental health, men's health awareness, not just mental health, but men's health awareness month. And so... I've been fishing around and talking to my friends and family and trying to get some guys on and I am so fortunate that one of my friends decided to come on. So let's get with it. Now, I have so many, so many nicknames for you over the years. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself.
0: Thank you for having me on the show, Ms. Dee Dee uh, <laughs> Percy Jackson or uh, yes. My mama named me. So, uh, yeah, we, me and you, we we got decades, man. It's just like the yeah. like eighties, yeah. you know, yeah. from New York to North Carolina to above and beyond. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, I started working there in '88, and you were one of my first friends.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I started the same year too. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, um, and we we had a good time while it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for coming on. I know that we, this is not a discussion that we have had throughout the twenty or so years that I've known you. but in the last couple, well, I want to say a year or so since I started sharing, you have been more open with me, which I appreciate because it gives me insight. Um, and so, Percy, tell us what you do, who you are, where you're at.
0: <laughs> uh, look at this silly pitch I got going on. I'm not i'm not talking to god oh you made it <laughs> but um yeah it's uh, um percy jackson i'm an um, i.t engineer uh live in atlanta georgia um used to live in charlotte for a good long time i moved out of there where i got divorced and you used to live in new york prior to that and uh, where me and Dee, Dee worked together and you know and the whole thing chronicles the evolution you know because you know i had so many different things going on it was kind of you know correlates to the questions that we had you know because this I was probably maybe like 21 when I was there and you go through you know your 30s and you know I I left that it was probably about 33 I don't know it was 96 I think it was and then I start consulting and then I started doing other stuff in IT working for a lot of great companies like I used to say some were great and some were pretty good but I've definitely benefited from you know the experience and uh, the relationships that have been gained from there but um I'm a simple dude and <laughs> you know, and I, I try to be as transparent with everything in life, you know, as I possibly can. You know, I might be a blessing to somebody.
1: You are. You are.
0: Oh no hush.
1: That goes without saying that you are a blessing to me. at least. Um, you grew up in New York. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Brooklyn. You grew up what? Uptown.
0: Uptown, baby. We get stepped right.
1: <laughs> And do you have any siblings?
0: No. No. Only child.
1: Oh wow! So you you got a whole lot going on. <laughs> so that's a whole nother show about being yeah. the only child um yeah. we can go on and on i always talk about being the only girl uh then i have friends that are the only child so that's another oprah show so
0: the, I, <laughs> the, um,
1: the one thing that i always ask everybody is what is your definition of a mental
0: illness um I, yeah, I was tempted to google the medical definition but i'm gonna say when you're out of balance, okay, and then that, that's that's a broad thing. And uh, before you put it right there next, to it, you need Jesus. It's okay. it, it, you're out of balance, and that has a lot of different places. I mean, like you know, number one, you're a human being. Number two, you happen to be uh, a woman, and you be a right. black woman, however way you want to put it. And you're somebody's sister and somebody's mother you have all these different personalities and and, and 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 so there's a lot of and I learned this word just two years ago what um code switching that goes on yeah you know and so like you know like you know when we're in the presence of you know our white brothers and sisters sometimes you know we truncate our words and talk a little more clarity addiction or you know maybe tone, them, tone down some of the words that we use to mix company so you got that but you know as a, uh, you know, as a mother, you have to suppress certain parts of your personality. Uh, as an employee, you have to suppress certain parts of your personality. When you're with your moms and you're somebody's daughter or your, your pops, you know, so you have right. a lot of that stuff. And some people do that well. And you do that based on the feedback you're getting from other people.
1: Exactly.
0: So, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, okay. And then that may not be your normal. Right. And so that puts on a lot of stress because that's why a lot that's why we have pretty much the highest, you know, uh, ps uh, PTSD. I'm thinking because yeah. you know we got to you know it's, it's having a discussion with a good friend talking about um uh spousal abuse, right? Of right. course, you know the media, you know, f- focuses in on women get beat men beating on women because that sells and it gets attention, but um, there are a lot of men that don't get to. They, they won't, you know, put in a report because they're gonna get teased by the cops, exactly. teased by the friends. And if the cops come over, cops hate domestic squabbles. Exactly. There's a chance that you can get shot in your own house. We gonna kill, yeah. you, you know, and, and just turn to some ugly because nobody is gonna give a man the grace. Like, okay, well, you know what? Not only did she say mean shit about my mom, she threw the cat at me. So you know, wow. Sure. And you know, that is something that stresses you out. And this is what I mean. So you gotta. You got to walk that tightrope and then sometimes you know that gets too much for certainly for a lot of people to handle. Right. and sometimes right. we don't call we laugh and <laughs> you know, laugh it off you know because there's a stigma for, for mental health in our community <laughs> you know we remember and not just black folks you know our, our brothers and sisters from the caribbean and right. latin and all this other good stuff you know it's like oh no you know because we kept it silent and that would lead you to be seen as crazy, you know? Saying, so, yeah, don't fuck with him, you know, he's crazy, you know? And not the good crazy, like, yo, wow, he punched the cop in the face, yeah. wow. No, it's like, yo, you know, who put a net over him, type deal, and right. nobody wants that. And then that can be used against you, you know? Somebody say, oh, you crazy, you know, bitch, whatever, yeah. And, and, and yeah, so it, it's a whole lot of, uh, I, I on, you know, so you fight through it and sometimes you pop. Right. You know. And, um, you know, and, and I had uh, a couple of incidents like that.
1: I always say, um, well, number one, the breaking the mask and behind the mask, that's been right. my form from the beginning because we as black and brown people, I mean, we've got layers of masks. Like you said, you got to be this the corporate person. You got to be this person. And mm-hmm. the second thing is, is that we've got 400 plus years of PTSD. Yeah. You know? we sit here and we watch our brothers and sisters being murdered on the news, like on the five o'clock news, you know, how do you, how do you sit with that? So it's constant. And, you know, of course, black women have their own plight, but black men have it just as hard, if not harder, because like you said, they're seen in a different eye. Uh, Women are safer to the others, you know, black men are correct to the others. So So
0: power versus hard power. Yeah.
1: And it, and it does. I like the what you said about the balance. That's what you're calling. it. The, the balance is off. So yeah. You are one of the peppiest people <laughs> that I know. I mean, from day one, I used to get in trouble because when I used to come up to bring the work to you, I'd be gone for like 45 minutes to an hour. And it's like, it did not take you 45 minutes <laughs> to drop the work off. <laughs> and, and your personality is amazing. And you're so peppy that from the outside looking in, I would have never suspected that you struggled with mental illness at different stages. So, what age do you think those, what you, the imbalances popped up? What are the symptoms? What What
0: was it? I think it was during our time at, at, at TIA Craft, you know, because, you know, I, I was always in the music, right? Right. So, you know, I, you learn a lot about yourself as you meet people, you go in different phases of your life and whatever. That was a very structured insurance company. It was very yeah. gray vanilla type thing happening there. And so, you know, you uh encourage the mute your personality, or whatever. But also, right. you know, once I left out I was working recording studios, chasing that music dream, and it's around a whole lot of entertainers in, in that type of environment. And but see, I'm somewhat of a paradox. I, you know, you, my personality is what it is, you're seeing who I am, you know this. Right. But also, I don't like crowds. You know, I hate. I don't go to clubs. I don't do any of that stuff. I want to be like how you know when we hooked up in uh, Greenville. That's right. that's my thing. these are people who I don't have to apologize for you know, saying crazy stuff. They know the the jokes. I have my insights. You know, it's you can be yourself, your unbiased, unfiltered self. Right. Now, I would often say stuff to get myself in trouble, as you can probably figure out. <laughs> when I was working in that environment. And that just that has been a common thread in my career. So that was right. my own self-destructive behavior. Also, I've had the luxury of being, you know, involved deeply in, in the entertainment field. And that, as I got more immersed into, I didn't want to be a part of that because right. it's, you know, it, it's nothing like what you think it is or uh, whatever. So, and I knew I couldn't feed a family doing it. Right. So, you know, it's where it's like, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, like, a cat being that was raised by dogs or something like that you know it's like you know wow you know i'm fasting and i can scratch and wonder you know but i'm here eating alcohol you know what the hell is this you know so you kind of trying to figure that out but the balance part you know it's like we know this from homeless people like you know sometimes you can talk to them and when they're on the medication or the son, sometime you sometimes catch them they're real people and they, you know they they have perspectives they have, uh, uh, ideas concept and, and you're like wow this is a human being you're, dude how did this happen well this is what happened and it's always a tragic story and then let's say maybe you might see that same person in another place he's talking to himself blah, blah, blah. and he's you know chasing people with you know and, and it's what happened and then i i think that we all have the capacity to be that dude exactly you know exactly. And, and, and that that's something i mean like you know when i went through my divorce you said how do i find out you know, because. You know, I enjoy having a good time, being silly, you know, stuff like that. so. You know, and that helps me pass the time. It helps me develop a rapport with, 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 you know, most people. And you know, and that's how I get over some of my anxieties and stuff right. like that. So now people are more at ease. I'm more at ease, and now the relationship I feel is working towards my advantage because now I'm more comfortable person because I'm seeing who they are. I'm a very distrustful person uh, as mm-hmm. a level. So um, maybe that's living in New York. Uh, it might be might be a high level for other people. It might be standard operating procedures for a new yorker but um happened like you know when you went through your divorce like you know maybe we can compare notes i mean you feel like a failure yes. you know social media it's like yeah because now people's like oh he went from married to single you know and then it's like okay but did he not keep his dick in his pants did he lose his job too many times blah, 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 those things, so that that gets conflated with your value as a human being, your value as a man, your value as a provider, father, all types of stuff. So that weighs down on you. And then, you know, like, and, and I'm the best of friends with my ex-wife. She's one of my best friends ever. I couldn't ask for a better mother for, for my daughter, you know, until I said that. And, but, you know, she, she's an awesome chick backwards and forwards. She's always been that margin. I can always look to that, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, during, you know, when I became persona non grata, um, you know, you, I, I, got a job at, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield mm-hmm. and we've been on a government contract. So we were building a company from the ground up and I thought it was great on my resume. So I did that. Right. So then like, you know, ex-wife said, yo, get your shit out. And I said, all right, cool. Give me a minute. You know, just start this job. Let me stack my chips. And it was like, God was smiling on me because I was in your daughter's town, Javille, um, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. um, Monday morning back home on Friday. So I was out of her mm-hmm. here. Yeah, so God was like, yo, I got you. And so um, what happens is like, uh, we had uh, I bought a job, took me to Wisconsin for 21 days straight. He was building the data shit up there. And then like my uh, boss at the time, real cool dude, we're still friends this day. You know, um, we was having a good time. We was just uh, drinking and, and eating, you know, just after day's work. And then he said, well, first, you know, um, how's your family? And then yeah, I got happy. And I burst into tears. I was like, oh, oh. and I was like, oh, yeah. Right. And then some, like, and, I, and it was like that, you know, like, you remember your mom's beat you with the, with the real belt, mm-hmm. you know? It was, <laughs> I, I couldn't get my shit together. I was like, and I was like, how the fuck did this happen? And then, you know, I was like, son, and, and, and uh, you deal with that overwhelming, you know, whatever, and, you know, all those different emotions coming at you, fighting to, you know, to get the tension it thinks it deserves. And then it took me about maybe 10 minutes and I said, dude, I'm sorry. You know, it's the voice. I I get it. And he was cool. So we Mm -hmm. talked about it the next day. And then at that point, I just really start paying more and more attention to what's going on in my head. Now, we didn't get that job. By the time I I, I got the balls to say, I need therapy, couldn't keep a job. So I was still fighting, trying to get out of the hole that was pulling me down. So it's like, I I couldn't get out. you know you know I, you know, I, I don't think Obamacare, yeah that might have Obamacare, whatever it is. you know I was traveling all the time, I couldn't stay in the job because my head was always in a bad place, and it was just and, you know and then it was one time I was like, you this is the worst thing ever happened. Uh, uh, I was interviewing at this spot it was a, it was a consulting gig, and like uh halfway through the gig, um mm-hmm. I had to take a, a security badge ID mm-hmm. and I saw my picture. I went down to, I'm about, it's about 205 pounds now. I went down about 178 pounds. I looked like a crackhead. I was right. like, yo, because, you know, getting out of bed was hard.
1: Right.
0: Real hard. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, food didn't taste the same. I wasn't interested. And all I could do, and I call it uh, hitting the fast forward button. I would try to, I, I was so tired and I would spend most of the day sleeping. And that was just hoping that I could have enough energy to go pick up my daughter on Friday and act like everything was all right, because that shit was exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one time, like, I think um, this is uh, uh, um, one of my buddies at Microsoft called me uh, um, up. I had an interview and then it happened to be one of the buddies I worked with at Microsoft. And he said, dude, you know, you got the job. Don't worry about it. Cool. And I just bought it. I was trying to pay down my debt and everything. So I just bought like a 2002 x5 it's, it wasn't expensive so i mean it's not like why did you save money buying a fucking german expensive luxury vehicle you asshole. but um but but you know it was a problem probably after the first two, one two months i had it every weekend you know, at least seemed like one it was one month something just one a thousand dollars worth of damage happened you know so i was making better money and i was at a permanent gig at the time so, mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't spend a thousand dollars a week on this car. And so, like, what happens, you know, it's the last time this thing died. You know, I was, there's this uh, big mechanical Kentucky Fried Chicken somewhere in Marietta. You've probably seen pictures of it. I'll send you a picture, whatever. Yeah, you know, I was waiting at light. I just burst into tears. And then my daughter, she had her headphones on. She had a little, uh, I, it was a, I, um iPad, you know, Apple Surface, whatever. That's mm-hmm. her little thing. I touch whatever that thing is. And, you know, she was in her music and I was like, and then I'm looking in the mirror and I'm trying to get my shit together. I'm like, oh, I, you know, because like, I was always fearful that my ex would just pack up and just take this little girl and go somewhere else. That was a burden. Right. I was worried about not fucking up this new job I got and all this stuff we talked about earlier with the social media. So all of that, and it's like, wow. And then, you know, it ties into like, you know, the uh, question number seven, do you think there's a stigma for shaming where men are concerned? oh, hell fucking yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that's regardless of your color, you know, and so, you know, like, I can't let this little girl see me cry, you know, because that's going to stress her out, you know, and I was worried about all these things, and I was like, and, and I can't talk to my buddies, you know, you can talk about some things, but nobody going to hear you, bitch, yeah. you know, yeah. that's just it, well, I mean, we, women don't even want to hear other women, but so the last thing you want is a man. You know, talking about you know, like oh, you know these. I might have to buy some easy spirits. You know, these. <laughs> you know, my, my feet hurt so bad, or either you know, like I saw it. You know, so you know you have that, and that's why I chose balance because you're juggling your personality. You know, you're managing that, that threshold. You know, how much you can expose, how much you can say, how how you should re- respond and react. a story. Um, today, um, like I'm in the process of a building. So like I stayed at the new building a little bit too long. So it's probably about maybe five, 10 after six, my badge now doesn't work on the building that I've been working all day. So I'm like, huh? So then like, you know, like I go around to the other side and then one of my coworkers, you know, uh, comes in like, Hey, thank you. And there's another person behind him. Um, both of these people happen to be white. So like, you know, uh, you know, I spoke to the guy, David, hey, up there? And the other person, he's like, yeah, and who are you? What? Okay, yeah, and that was it, but of course, I'm one of two Black people in it.
1: Right.
0: Actually, there's another Black, yeah, and there's some, some Caribbean folks in it as well, too. But, you know, people you can look at and say, ah, negative. So, right. um, what happens is, but then I said, dude, I said, I'm Percy, who are you? He said, oh, I'm Joe, and blah, 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 and he was cool about it, but now I'm a little annoyed, like, are you dealing away? Yeah, and, but then I say, you know, playing back in my head, there's two black males in, in that company. Okay, males are considered threats. Okay, he's obviously never seen me before. So at that point, I'm, I'm giving myself reasons to show grace. Right. That's stressful Thank because you. I got to talk myself off the list. I got to police myself. And so that's a layer of pressure. And they have to like, oh yeah, we've talked before. Yeah. um. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but, but then I said, wait a minute, the guy has a point. You know, he's never seen me before. And I would do the same thing too. So I had to reset myself. And then that's exhausting. See, they don't have to tell their kids what to do when the cops stop. Them, no. And stuff like that. Yeah, and, and, and just look at your beautiful locks out there in California. You can get fired for having locks or natural hair mm-hmm. or something like that. So it's a whole lot of stuff to just read. So out of balance, it's like, when you find yourself teetering like, yo, I'm about to lose it, you know, and that could be anything with anyone, you know? So it's just one of the things where it's like, yo, hold on, I do this shit at my job. I do this shit in the supermarket. I do this shit in the gym. I ain't doing hair, you know, or either, by, or either you just pop and then, you know, you're anxious or anxiety kicks in. Or- so that was
1: that, I mean, that was part of the the question about situational, environmental Um, one thing that I always discuss is genetics. Is there anybody in your family that you have recognized that is dealing with it? And, and that's from generation to generation on both sides. I can tell you that it's a long line. Yeah. So do you think that there are genetics involved in cahoots with the situational or environmental?
0: Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm giving emphatic, uh, emphatic uninformed. Yes. It's because, you know, like, you know, we didn't didn't have the luxury of seeing psychiatrists like that, but you had to have money or you have a really good plan, you know, with our our parents and before them, before civil rights and stuff like this was a lot of stuff we just had to deal with. And then of course that really feeds into the stigma and it's like, okay, well, if I need help. So we got a whole lot of undiagnosed uh, psychosis then handed down generation to generation. And another thing is, like we were talking about um, lowering the bar on mediocrity. We don't have an interest in these things, you know. We we'll talk shit about bacon all day, you know. But and talk about rubbing crystals and the moon being on retrograde. But yo, this mental illness shit is official, right. you know, because you don't know when you're gonna pop. You don't know what your trigger is because we put on that facade of fitting in of doing what's necessary, acting the way, because, you know, how many times, and this is I try to be, you know, the person I am, is because how many people, you know, all of a sudden, like how you said, you know, like, damn, you know, I didn't know you was into that. Because, you know, think about how we were socialized in, like, elementary school. You know, like, you know, like, hey, teacher, hey, teacher, teacher." and your arm, this arm would be swollen, because, you (laughs) know, Because, you know, you want to show what you studied hard for. But then as you get junior high school, start hanging with the cool kids, the hand hey, don't go up as much. And then it's less cool to be smart. You know, so those are things you feel. So it's a lot of stuff that's, you know, that we should naturally evolve into living in a, uh, a civilized society. But at the same time, it's like a lot of things are who we are. I mean, think of how many gay friends we got. I mean, like, you know, their stories break my heart. Or how sure. Some of them, you know, they had to act butch. You know, hey, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and, then, and then, you know, somebody said this to my dad, threw me out the house. I live on the streets. And, you know, it's ugly story. So it's so much stuff that we have to suppress to be naturally all who we are for external validations, then compounded by what we may already have genetically yeah. or actually, you know, undiagnosed psychosis as we deal with. It's a whole lot of things. But we rather, you know, blame it on the zodiac, uh, the position in the moon, or bacon. You know, and it's like, huh, oh, this is, you know, we we got to do the work, you know?
1: Yeah, but, um I was telling you that um, the, the last episode I interviewed my brothers
0: oh. and
1: some of the symptoms that, sh- I mean, there were things that I recognized in them growing up, but mm-hmm. they discussed some of the symptoms that they had and how it showed up. But they also shared about how they weren't confident enough or, um found anybody to talk to and it's only now that you know the men in my family will come forward to discuss you know different periods of depression did you have that male figure in your life that you could go to you know you know dad uh uncle
0: you know you know, my best friend, Daryl, man, you know, me and him, we got stories, you know. Right. So, I mean, yeah, there was a movie, I mean, there's some stories. And, but, you know, like, we spent a lot of time on the road because, you know, we, you know, had a music thing going on. Right. And we, and I've known him all my life, you know, probably, just, you know, single digit years, you know, because he, he always lived four blocks away from me. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we've always talked about change. You know, so again, and that's all we ever talk about like, hey, This is and then you know, and you're honest because when you have somebody you trust who you know. It's like yeah, and then you care about them and you feel that reciprocal energy coming back. You know, then it's easy for you to say, yo, this is what's up. This was somebody had blah blah. And then what adds value is when somebody say, Didi, no, that's that's a bad idea. That's stupid. No, don't know where that. You go, I'm gonna get laughed at. And because you know, you need somebody to say, yo, shoot this man. Your breath is crazy. You know, and even if it hurts them, because, you know, it's coming from a place that is straight up love, you know, where I need you to do better. I don't care how you feel. Yeah, your feelings hurt. But, yo, you chew this, you know, you chew this gum. All them girls going to scream and you're going to be known as you know, <laughs> the human torch, right. you know, something like that. Right. Your breath is crazy, you know, and you need that. And but see, a lot of times pride gets in the way. That's another, you know, a little human condition, you know. So, I mean, like, um. You know, you know, sometimes you, you you get sucked down that rabbit hole, that Kevin Samuels, Alanya Van Zandt and all this stuff and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes you see where pride can take you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if you're going to tell somebody, say, hey, this is what's up, what happened? And then, oh, bah, bah, bah. you know, uh, some people like it this way. Bah, bah. Yeah, that's cool. But the man's giving you an opinion. You don't have to agree with it. You know, but, you know, you've taken, you're giving a traumatic response right now. Right. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, so then, you know, it ain't nobody wants to go through that. And then you're putting up all the defenses to absorb this information, you know, that may not go against what you think is best. And that's just it. So, you know, and then you have the people who just, you know, won't challenge you. Just, you know, like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah, okay, hey, wear that. Yeah, yeah. Right. two twos are in. Put that on, you know. So, you know, you got a lot of that stuff going on. I can go on for hours. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that's okay, um your daughter it do you would you know to recognize the signs in your daughter if you saw that coming on now that you've experienced life?
0: yeah, you know and and that's why I, I thought balance like when you say something don't feel right. right you know if you know, and I've always tried to talk to you know and try to produce um a comfortable light, you know. Uh, you know, where well, you can just be yourself. So this way, you know, I have a what do you call? I have a margin. I have a, you know, I I know where this is the this is where the default setting should be.
1: Right.
0: And so when it you know, it goes off to left when it's off balance, either too far to left or to right, whatever. Then it's like, oh mama, you know, you good. So you try to create a safe space where you could talk, and you try to watch your tone, and yeah, yeah, you try to watch your tone and to high and listen more carefully so you don't close that, you know, that 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 dialogue uh you got with these people and you want to keep their trust because yeah. you know and you want to help them and you wanna, you know, and show them as much love as you can, but you know, that it's gotta come with grace. Yeah. You know, you gotta stop and say, okay, this ain't cool, but you know, I'm gonna tell me more about it, make me understand, sell it to me, blah, blah. blah. So, you know, and, and I, I had a lot of help with my ex wife uh, from my ex-wife. Oh, and she, she. She was always, you know, um, on point. So I got to turn this AC on. Tell me, right? um,
1: you you mentioned that. I, I think you mentioned therapy. Is mm-hmm. therapy the only road that you have um, tried, as far as mental your mental illness?
0: Um, that's all I could afford. I mean, I know that was a lot of my. You know, I'm being a stereotypical man with this stuff. A lot of things that were like, "Wow, yo, dude, you need to talk to somebody smarter. Than you. I didn't have health insurance, whatever. And you work through it and you have friends, you have resources to kind of help you out or put it, uh, or either polish up your veneer, you right. know? So, you know, and then by that time, you, you kind of get your balance back and that's just it. So if you are very self-aware and you keep like a little mental catalog of where you're at and where you're going and stuff like that that can be because you know all your milestones, you know, it's like, okay, when I'm happiest, I'm here when I'm here. here and, and, but then, you know, once it goes off, it's like, like, I said, now, I flipped out because it's like, you know, well, who are you? You know it's i But then, you know, it's like, okay, well, and, and that threw me off. But I was like, you know, it's really worth, it. you know, you was happy as hell before then you got a little frustrated with the door and not being able to get in. Maybe that's kind of add to it. Is this Approach you got going on really, and if it happens, you identify it better, and so you can go and stop and you know you okay. I'm tilting this way. Pens and needles, needles and pens. Happy man, and then all right, cool. And then yeah, and then you can find some way to talk yourself into okay. Well, cool. You know, I was a little heated. I'm glad it did because I could have lost my job. So let me look at the silver lining. I guess I'm cool. Yeah. I guess I'm cool. And so that's how I've worked it out. I, I would definitely benefit with somebody, but I got the feeling I'm going to probably be able to tell him he, he, what he's about to tell me. Right, right. You know? we
1: all, I think we always know um, that you just need somebody to reinforce different things. Um, one of the things that we shared, and, and I'm talking about my brothers and I, we didn't have parents to go to. Um, oh. We were feeling away. And, you know, part of, the, I mean, that's a huge reason why I am where I am now. What about your parents? Was it something that you would be, be comfortable going to them with?
0: Well, being completely honest, my mom's, and I love her dearly, and there's no buts about it. Um, You know, it's kind of ties into the question you, when I told you I was the only child. Right. You know, I think you can go feral if you, you know, if if you live by yourself, right? right? Now, you know, she retired a couple of years back and, um, you know, she's got her friends and she's at that age where, you know, sad to say, a lot of friends are dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's not as mobile as what she used to be. So, you know, your social cues kind of get a little, you know, thrown off and maybe mm-hmm. not aware of how you're talking to people or the things you're saying to people, your tone and all those little inflections and little things that, you know, so like, you know, my, my mother and I, we it got a pleasure talking to her from time to time mm-hmm. because I would say, why are you yelling? What's going on? Why are you angry, brother? And, and then she would say in an angry tone, I don't see why people are always telling them, I mean, you're yelling now. And so like, it was like last summer, you know, like uh, it was something where the tone was really crazy. And, and I was like, mom, I didn't get on a plane you know, fly two hours, get get to the airport two hours, get on a plane for, you know, this is a broke down, I was traveling for six hours to get here, to only be here to leave tomorrow morning to argue, you know? And then this is something that, well, you always arguing. Okay, but who's, that means I got to de-escalate every time it goes? Because at that point, I didn't want to accuse her. I'm just trying to get her to understand how this is wrong and it's making me feel. Right. So, you know, you got to walk that tightrope. This is mom. I love her. There's that reverence already there. And then how can I say this to get the the most advantageous, you know, result? The most, I, I can't get the outcome to be positive. So that was, you know, really caused me to stop and say, I, I got to weigh this out. You know, so you catch these triggers and you become more aware of what's going on around you, what energy you're putting out and the energy, you know, the, how you're receiving the energy coming out. So you learn to protect yourself. And I didn't want to protect myself by being a a, a complete asshole, because I am an right. asshole. But I didn't want to be, you know, like, okay, well, nobody wants to fuck around with you. Cause that was how my father was. Right. He, uh, he both my parents are alcoholics. And, you know, mom, she busted her ass. She worked, out of 12, 13, 18 hours a day to make sure I had a roof over my head, food, and my telling tell me that everything's the best mother I, I, I could ever ask for. And, um, but you know, and her having me so young in the time before welfare and probably the edge of civil rights was still new and everything. She had all that stress as a single woman by herself, you know, and then she met my father. And all of a sudden now she got to take care of my fat head. And so this is, you know, she's probably maybe 1920 when she had me. And then it's like, I got to deal with this. And so, I mean, to escape that, you had alcohol. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then my pops was married, you know, when I was born. So I was the product of a piece of ass. Mom's a side chick. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I know he loved me, but, you know, and this is part of my evolution. As you, as you mm-hmm. get a little, you know, yeah, you go through that part where you hear public enemy. He'd be like, yeah, you's a deadbeat dad. Fuck you, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. But you got to deal you got my pops always say this, you got to play the cards you dealt. And he was married and chick was well-to-do. He had mm-hmm. a lifestyle, and that was important to him, I guess. And, you know, he did come by. I had more of a father than my other friends had. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, you know, stick his head in the door for 20 minutes, you know, maybe a couple of nights out the weekend, I, uh, and, and I appreciated that. And he would take me on places and, you know, and help mom out whenever he could. But I didn't want to be that dude as a right. father, you know, right. and I didn't want to be that type of boy from another story. So he stayed in the bottom because, you know, he, he had some great shit going on in his life. And then my mom's in the Bible. So, you know, I watched them. So I had to insulate myself from that. I love you, mama. So, so, you know, like the house became a place for me to wash up and do my thing. But, you know, I had to get a job. You know, I didn't have to get it, but I wanted to have my own money. I to help mm-hmm. out in the house. And, you know, I did this, you know, and it worked over here. We met. And then, you know, just gradually just trying to make it to the next level. So mom was always hustling. And then she self-medicated to deal with this shit. Dad did that to escape. You know, he was the he was cool party dude. Everybody loved him when he had a little something up in him. But you know, I didn't want to be that person that you know I need the super serum in order to become you know yeah to just deal with life. Yeah. So you know that wasn't really an outlet. But then you know, like me and Dee, you know we. We work together, come back together, hang out together on the weekend, whatever. And you just start talking because, you know, you evolve as a man. So, you know, back it was, yo, know, I'm chasing these chicks. They, you know, I need to make some paper. That's it's like, I need to make these moves, you know. So then, you know, that whole evolution, you know, because your boy or your girl is going to tell you exactly where you at, you're going to hear some truths. Right. And then, you know, my, my rest of my crew was like that, too. So, you know, we kept it 100% unvarnished to each other. And that energy was reciprocal, you know. So, I mean, we go for, I played and had a good time and everything, but, you know, at the end of the day, here's where we at.
1: That is, and
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: all the conversations that we've had, I don't think, you've never shared some of that. Um, so thank you for that. The, the, the addiction thing, uh, we're all addicted to something. I always say that, you know, alcohol, drugs, intimates, cakes, that's mine. Um, uh. <laughs> you know, it, it's. It's so hard for me to listen to you and and brothers and friends talk about these things that they had to deal with in life, because how do you, how do you move on from an addictive, you know, in a, a situation that, that involved addiction? You know, right. I, we did it, you know, my, my daddy was alcohol and drugs later and, you know, different things like that. I just think that it's so hard for Men that are addicted to raise men, yeah, and th- that's where the complications um, come in. So um, thank you for sharing that, uh, chef, because th- that's going to help somebody. Um, that that'll tie into this next little question. Think back to say eighteen or nineteen, and if you were in that space where you felt your your you were imbalanced, what would you tell somebody now? at that age to do? How would they engage someone to get help?
0: You know, that, I I don't think I, I, there's nothing I can really latch on to say that I have the clarity I have now. Because, you know, you're trying to get it, you're trying to figure out who you are. Now, I'm glad you asked that, right? Now, the teens are hard for both men and women, right? But we have two different curriculums. You know, a man has to define himself. So I gotta make some money. I gotta get my game so I get a girl. I gotta, you know, and you got all these things. I gotta figure out where I'm going. So I got I gotta make myself. Right. So you got too many. So back when we was growing up, you know, crack was new. Right. So I mean, niggas that had their life together, had a W-2 and a tax return would convince that girl to go get that tax, <laughs> give you know, get give, give the income tax check. Yeah. Let me flip this. Boom. Everybody walk around beepers. They're trying to, you know, they encourage the, the, you know, the bad boy shit. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, but I'm a hustler in the street. Nigga, you work in the middle, stop it. Yeah, but still, <laughs> you know, it's that type of stuff. And so you got those things that, You're fighting against because you're constantly trying to fit in whatever lane you think you need to be in. Now, you know, I was always my own person, you know, because I was a corny, dude. I stayed a corny dude and I embraced my corniness because like, you know, my crew thought the same because, you know, my friends and um, we were always 100% with each other. So they accept me. So I'm good. And at the same time, I was always around cool people, you know, because you know, it was back in the, you know, it was before the, the music industry really kicked off. You know, you knew all these people when they were coming up and stuff. So I'm always around cool people doing cool things. So it was nothing to stop saying, hey, "Well, dude, do you do? you're being an asshole," and then so you know, and so you you you're trying to figure out, okay, well, how, how can I use this opportunity to get to the next opportunity? Where do I need to be? Do I need to tune this up? Do I need to be a love man? Do I need to be a thug? Should I, should I punch a cop? Should I go on and try to fuck a celebrity? You're know, you you're trying to figure all this stuff out. So I don't know how, you know, because you make a change there. In the past, all of a sudden, you know, something matters. <laughs> it takes away something in the future. So right. I don't know what those triggers are, but, you know, it's all the advice that my pops ever gave me was straight up wisdom you know mm-hmm. you said something like we talk about the addicts you know um to me anybody with a testimony you you have value you can lead. yeah you you have so whether you say hey listen i, I was a whore i was a drug addict i did this you know i, I was I mean, uh, do. you know that was like you know knuckles john you know he, right. he you know his knuckle game was crazy but then you find that you know this dude was addicted he was sucking dick for you know just to, you know keep it keep his head on level right you know it's like oh my god but though know, if somebody can hear that be like wow you know because it's like as a matter of fact this how i graduated from college um I, I forgot what i think i forgot what class it was but you know um i just talked about you know how we need to be lied to you know right. like look at um what's that nancy reagan just say no right. this one probably couldn't tell you know oregano from weed right you know but you know people you know, she has no testimony. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to the dude, you know, nodding off from heaven with, yo, yeah. let me tell you how, you know, and then, you know, that, that's the dude who said, wow, dude, how, how this happen? I had it all, man, You know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and that has so much more value because, you know, it's somebody hoping these people say, you know, I'm gonna either write a book or you know, I'm gonna have, you know, sessions to help people like you doing. And, you know, it's, so going back to answer your question, I don't know what I t- and I, I wrestled with that. What advice would I give my younger self? I would have got a little bit more focused on my, my career, right? Excuse me. And you know, I had my fun in the music industry, but I'm glad I got a chance to see it for. It's like, yo, you you can't. This can't be sustained. So that you know, helped me choose the career path I got. You know, I, I didn't want any kids, but I got my daughter, and she's awesome part of my life, and I love her dearly, and I'm glad she's here. And um, life wouldn't be the same without her. And um, that's just it. I mean, you know, all experiences that I've had have either prepared me for something or they moved me in a direction that I was able to learn from and thrive in. Yeah.
1: Um wow. I don't think that, you know, I, I have to ask myself that question sometime. What would I tell myself as I was younger, other than right. more confidence in yourself? But um one of the things that and like I said, we've known each other for years, but I've never shared with anyone until after I had my breakdown and then started this platform. Some of the things that I've gone through and I still have not shared even a quarter <laughs> of what I've gone through to the, even my best, best friends don't know some of my story. Um, how do you think you can show up better for your friends if if they have a mental illness? Because you... Now, I've shared you and I have shared more in the past. I want to say the past uh, four years or so. Yeah. So you know my you know my story, and uh, you never treated me different. And even um, when you would invite me places, and my social anxiety kicked in, and I couldn't do it. And even when I came to Greenville, um, you you embraced that. You never made me feel bad for not being able to show up. How how can how can we be better friends if we know
0: that they are living with one of, my favorite, one of my favorite groups? Uh, intro, remember them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. intro. they have this one song called, um, uh, I think, uh, I'll never fall in love again, something like that. And then there's this one verse that says, Love isn't love unless you give it away, right? And um, also, um, my first, very first girlfriend, you know, like, just walking around, broke as hell. And I say, uh, I think, um, when Sting had a song. If you love someone, set them free. Mm-hmm. She, and I was like, "What does that mean?" She was like, "One of the real heavy duty Prince fans, real smart. And <laughs> She's an awesome chick." And but um, she was like, "No, if you love something, let it go free. Give it its freedom to be what it's gonna be. And if it comes back, it was was meant. It, it is what it is." So I mean, like a lot of times we, we, we'll talk a lot of bullshit about love and blah, 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 but it's giving out condition. This is how I understand it. Now you talk about the social anxiety. I had the social anxieties too. And that's why, you know, I would say crazy shit or, you know, whatever, because if I was able to make somebody laugh, I can connect. And that was my tool, you know? And then like, I remember in, it was uh, yeah, maybe 11, 12, or whatever. I had this speech teacher Look like Elizabeth Taylor. She's a beautiful woman, but she had, you know, big shoe, little shoe thing happening, one <laughs> foot, whatever. I mean, but you know, and she had a hair and always makeup was incredible. And she would always make me get up, and I didn't want to talk, because I, I never liked the tension. I was like, oh, she mm-hmm. didn't talk. And then so all of the and it happens to be most of the women I've most of the my leaders that I've learned most from happen to be women, you know, uh, and cause these weren't you know women that try hey, I, you know, I can stand up and no, these are people who had to get to where they are by eating shit and learning how to play this and then you know and you can just feel that wisdom and, and, and respect come out of them. So she says she, listen when you're in there stop with these one-liners and shit like that. Make sure they understand what the fuck you're trying to say. Nobody in there is any smarter than you. This guy all he knows is finance this guy all he knows blah blah and this is the guy's gonna sign the check. You have to sell your shit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then you know and you keep playing that in your head because she's telling me you know you listen with your ears and keep your emotions that's one way so that's one way you can absorb feedback if it's genuine feedback and you know then you can stop and say okay but well, do i need to change this and this do i need to get rid of this do i need to not to say change who you are but some of the stuff you hear you just stop saying you know what that's the reason why these people treat me this way like i was telling you about my mom's you know if right. you're talking to me mad aggressively then you're stressing me out. Right. And then you, you my stress is stressing you out and you're feeling threatened. And then I said something that offended you, you're feeding back the poison we're trying to wash away. You know, you right. feed into the poison. And so a lot of that, that stuff is trauma that is self-perpetuating trauma because yeah. we use trauma to deal with trauma and then we don't get out of the system that we could actually heal because we only look at here like okay well i have broken heart you know i'm over that and i've healed now nah, it's being able to identify your triggers and keep that balance so when you got a code switch it comes naturally blah 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 whatever i'm not even thinking about it and i'm not bothered by it it's cool and then i'm gonna use my skills i'm gonna sell me so i can be more of me so that trade-off ain't you know ain't, ain't night and day and you coming in there talking like, "Hi, how are you? My name is Thurston Howell? So it's like, "Yo, how you doing? You know, I'm Percy Jackson." Blah, blah blah. What's up? I don't have to suppress my accent. I, you know, I tone down my language or whatever. But and then you talk to them where they at. So you have to listen to people where they are at. Listen without bias. Listen without. um, Listen to hear, basically. Right. And okay. when you talk, you know, when you ask better questions, you get better data. You know, talk. So and then, and it's it's. I think one of the best things in the world to be a student life. So instead of me, you know, you telling me like we, we joke about this all the time, you know, like uh, oh you're depressed, just just be happy. I say you know, it's like, you're Nancy Reagan to me, right? You know, just say no to drugs. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, and so and, and, and
1: skip so. Skip your you know, way to better mental health. Skip away. Skip away. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you know, uh, happy. Oh, good, peace, you know, course, least, you know and, and, and it's stupid, but then, you know, just, just a lot of people want to be heard, and then if you're listening, and they genuinely feel you're listening, that bond will either evolve or, or, or go in a direction where it's like, hey, yeah, I didn't know you, were make me understand what you're going through, blah, blah, whatever, you know, if you don't mind talking, it's like, yeah, blah, 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 and then that person might be I, I really need to say that, and then it got that up my chest, I, yeah, and that's cool, and we don't do a lot of it. Yeah, we need you to know. do yeah, and, and that's where a lot of these, these problems come from. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, this person doesn't I mean, like, one thing that really annoys me, and I'm gonna apologize to your audience, the, the folks that, you know, label themselves, he, she, them, she, blah, blah, blah. At some point, this is gonna go in the direction of me too. And no disrespect to your audience at all. I love all the guys' children, be who the fuck you are. And that's what I'll die for, but somebody being who they are. But, you know, it's like, when people, where the fuck was I going at this point? i guess the coffee didn't kick in yet oh.
1: <laughs> i need to share my coffee with you
0: oh man uh, you uh, got this stuff <laughs> you got that stuff that comes with bolivian it's white exactly before you know my you know my that's coffee the, game is strong that's the that's not coffee that's the cocaine <laughs> uh, but it, it's uh, i forgot where i was going with the point but you know you have to listen to you, you can win more people over. Everybody wants to put their opinion out there and give you something that they've heard. But you know, it's that's sometimes we do it just to keep the conversation going. But you know, if you can get somebody talking and saying, "Hey, this is the way I feel," yo, dude, you know, I'm not a qualified professional, but yo, you know, maybe I can send you some, you know, things I found about anxiety, blah, because now you know you're developing a rapport. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, we, we're talking to each other. This person genuinely sounds like they're interested in my health and well-being. I appreciate you being, but you know.
1: And that's but, amazing. No. me, um, that and that's that that's what happens. That needs to happen more, especially with men. You know, if someone tells you that they're struggling, or if you see that they're struggling, say, Look, "Well, listen, you know, no judgment, no nothing, whatever. But here's some information. You know, here's a site, here's a website. Um, you know, check this out. Nothing. You know, we're not going to attack your manhood. We're not going to do any of that. We're just going, yeah, man. You know, I want you to get better." and and i
0: think that more men too, yeah, you know uh, you know um, i'm very pessimistic about it i know i know and i am yeah.
1: too i am too
0: you know um, it's, it's it's because you know it, it, i'm sorry it, it's no that's okay cuz we embrace a lot of shit that's killing us yeah it, we embrace yeah. violence we embrace you know a whole lot of antisocial type shit and and then that's why I use that phrase, we lower the bar of mediocrity. But not everybody want to listen to Public Enemy or other. Or I'm cool with that. But, I mean, we don't do things to nourish healthy relationships. Right. You know, like, I mean, like, you know, chicks love a bad dude, right? The bad behavior gets rewarded. Now, seem like we, was, we respect the dude who got out of jail versus the dude who's. Now the older dudes, we used to know that dude. He come home every day. As soon as he come out, he got the kid on the bike. He's doing that. That's that's a real fault. You know, we give him the props stuff like that. But still, the dude is like you know the action man, the thug, the playboy. We embrace that. So both men and women, we contribute to our own downfall. So the corny dude, you know, the dude who's you know pushing the garbage truck, probably making sixty two k a year, whatever, doing his thing. He don't get that shine. He's not sexy. He's not you know a, 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 a hero. So you know we 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 feed into the negative stuff. So being positive is you know, girl, your hair looks nice. So yo, it's nice, George. Whatever you know, and, and that might be what's needed. But I mean, you know, you got to talk to people where they at. You know, yeah. so it might work with John, but it may not work for Jimmy. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: we have to. Um, I want to say we have to keep pushing, but you know, sometimes you can't. Like you said, you get pessimistic, you get disgruntled. Um, but you can I'm ask you. Um, two more questions, one is not on what I gave you. One of the things that bugs me is the women, the way women approach the men in their life as far as their feelings and emotions are concerned. Um, just like you were just talking about the bad boy. I read something yesterday, you know, that uh, some some lady was talking about bus drivers. She can't be with a bus driver or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You love-
1: bus drivers and you got um, maintenance men and all of these things being men, taking care of their families, taking care of the community. And we 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 look down on that.
0: Mm.
1: So, um, and I have always been the person that I wanna know how you feel. I wanna know how you grew up. I, I, that's just me. Uh. What would you say to women or a woman, you know, as far as approaching a man about those situations?
0: Any situation, I would always tell a woman, go out and talk to the... We all got men in our lives, right? Right. Uh, matter of fact, speaking of psychology, it's a theory that, that I've read about, that how men and women, or number one we're different, how we process information. Uh, It's called waffles and spaghetti. Have you heard that phrase come up? No. Mm-mm. Waffles, you know, compartmentalized, butter, you know, the syrup, okay. and then everything stays in this little segregated area. Spaghetti is everything put together. Right. Because you filter your emotion, I mean, your logic through your emotions, there no real boundaries with the problem. So one problem bleeds off to the next one. So now all of a sudden, you know, like you're in a burning building, fire truck pulls up, they put the lad up there, and the guy comes up, who Klux clan tattoo? Fuck that, Nick. Oh, shit. Oh, hold on we got to get out of here alive, you know? Exactly. So that would be yeah, the logical way of thinking. And, and that's just it. So if you know where, what side of your brain is controlling your thoughts, that's an advantage on you. And men, we are very logical. Now, um, I have a tendency to strain off. Hit me off with the question again, what advice would I give a woman in?
1: Approaching the men and the men in their lives. Um, you know, if yeah. they are living with a mental
0: illness, how they approach men and women? All right, and this because I I thought you said men, approaching men like hey in a amorous type fashion. All right, cool. <laughs> it, it's really hard because see, like, feeding back what I said about men and women are different. Sometimes it's hard for a man for some men to take suggestions advice or whatever uh from women and sometimes the dynamic of that relationship may prohibit clear communication between subject a and subject b so you know you got that going on so that's a really hard thing at yeah. best if she's like hey listen dude is bugging maybe it's like you know hey john you know, how you doing i'm sorry for calling you this late, man but i think you know you need to talk to person you know blah blah, blah. Who what, was wrong you know and hopefully that might be something that don't start any drama between folks but it's really hard and and you have to be emotionally receptive to, uh, and see, we're not taught how to communicate. Right. Right. We kind of do shit based on, and I was kind of alluding to that with my other rant, but, you know, it's like, so we'll address a situation based on our level of understanding, say how we feel, react on how we've been made to feel, and our outcomes won't be what we needed to be for that circumstance. Right. So now you know, he said something, well, yeah, you always shut me down, blah, blah, you know, and it's like, well, hold on, you know, you supposed to be talking to him about him, but now it's about you. Oh, you always shut me down, blah, 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 So now he's got the defense up, like, oh, shit, you know, I'm going through my bullshit, now you call me with your bullshit. So it's like, yo, fuck all this shit, you know, so right. he go back to playing Xbox and just being, you know, dealing with the problem, as best he could. So, I mean, it goes both ways before your female audience, you know, say, fuck this nigga. you know, it goes both ways. And so, you know, hopefully at some point in your relationship, you have that conversational path to, you know, have that dialogue about, you know, some stuff that might be a little sensitive to somebody. And you have the skills to phrase that question uh, or a little nugget of information in a way that he's going to be receptive to it. You know so That's it's, difficult too. it's, it's yeah. very difficult yeah. Man, yeah. because like i said yeah. we're not taught how to communicate right. right you know so i mean a lot of people i mean and it's like and a lot of us aren't social one thing i'm really fearful for women right now is these incels you know and see you know because like you know i won't get the political side of that but you see that this anti-woman thing is, is popular it's deep. Yeah, it's deep, and especially you know with it with you know I mean I'm with this abortion shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna break some, flip over, burn cars and shit, man. You know it, it's crazy. And so you got these dudes that probably would never socialize around women that don't know how to talk to women that use this biblical bullshit and everything else and, and political power to make women's lives that much more you know difficult. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's uninformed. It's it's it does nothing for society. And, you know, so these dudes, they don't know how to, you know, hey, how you doing? My, my name is Percy, whatever, but, you know, so you're reading this book. I watch it, your, your, your videos or uh, subscribe to your you know, and get a conversation going. They don't have those skills. So they get frustrated and it's like, well, I'm a man. And they are, right, I, you know, I wear a suit and I buy flowers and why don't these bitches love me? And so they get, they find other assholes. And now you got like these packs of these, these incels and and, and they they're dangerous, you know. They start, podcast. Of-
1: they start a podcast
0: It's shit on women. <laughs> exactly. They say mean things about women they get, yeah. you know, yeah. it, 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 it's, so that scares me about the future and stuff like that. And that's outside of just all blackness. We got some black incels in there too. Yeah. But yeah. um, you know, it's you know, I, the men, because I had older dudes that would tell me, you know, oh, that ain't how you talk to them, man. You, you can't be doing this about. And, and that goes a long way, because now you're like, okay, cool, you know. And now that you're older enough to understand it, you know something, use your social skills, kick it to the young cats, you know. Cause now, I mean, you know, I, I appreciate it. dude call me unk and everything like that. And but you know, like I try not to be preachy, you know, I try to listen and everything like that, because you know, when you're putting your life together. I remember all those little breadcrumbs that my peeps would, would leave out for me, and you hope that that's you right. can give some of that back to the next generation. You know, so um, empathy. Yeah, it takes a lot of empathy.
1: Yeah, they should have classes because um, some of us are too empathetic, and some of us are not empathetic enough.
0: So um There's to the balance.
1: Yeah,
0: that's the balance I... thing.
1: Yeah, you know, you I... got to know your triggers. Yeah, I, I like. I, I keep going back to the balance. I like that Percy. Um, I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> no, we need a t-shirt. We need a t-shirt. Share, share it with bullets, yeah. <laughs> okay, the last question. Um, what nugget would you like to leave for brothers
0: that are listening? Keep your balance, man. You know, keep your balance and, and always seek that balance, man. You know, everybody, you know, everybody who's in my life, I always think of them. It's people who I aspire to be like, or they have some traits that's like, yo, th- this is this is why I love these people. You know, or this is why they have value. And then it, it's nothing wrong with even having a transactional relationship person. Or hang out, I can't stand him, but he's real good at this. I'm learning how to be a, you know, and and, and that's cool. And, you know, you have to keep that balance with, with these, and, but always be right, because all these relationships Will tell you a lot about yourself. Why you're friends with these people? What you're getting out of it, and then how you respond and how you communicate with these things. Now, like I said, I'm a big pro of of um, a proponent of um mental health. Uh, uh mm-hmm. folks that are, you know, um psychiatrists and strengths counselors, all that. I encourage that. Even if your situation requires medication, you're getting that help. And then, like, the trick is, it's like, you know, and I get, you know, apologize to religious friends. I, I hate when they give you a half ass answer. You need Jesus. Right. Show me the directions. You know what? Just sit up and pray. And then, no, I, I'm having, oh, yeah, but it will, no. Talk to somebody smarter than you saying, hey, listen, you know what? Maybe you're the only, maybe you're the other black dude in the building. Has this guy ever seen you before? Like, cool. He's never seen you before. And, um, if you talk to him, which I did talk to him, you realize he didn't come from a place of malice. He'd never seen you before in the right. building. Then, you know, you're only one of two black people in a very white company. I learned my trigger. I didn't respond, I, I responded instead of reacting. Right. So, you know, you learn those types of things. And then as you alluded to, you know, with the sharing too much, you know, I, I'm only gonna give what I can afford to lose. Right.
1: You
0: know, and you have to have a hard set boundary on that balance. Because, you know, say, "Hey, if I go you know, too far to the right, I'm going to flip over. If I go too far, I'm going to flip over. Give a little bit and see how they respond to it. So, hey, is this somebody who seems like they're giving me back, you know, as much as I put into it? That's it. That, that's your, because then all of a sudden, hey, why are you ice sit down? Well, I co-signed for the car. He called me a bitch and now we don't talk with him. Oh, Lord. You know, and then it's... <laughs> Then, you know, you're feeling stupid. You don't want to tell anybody. So that loop, you're getting that little yeah, fucked yeah. up loop in your head and you don't get it now, you're bitter. And then there's other traumatic, you know, drama-filled little chain events going on in your head. So you got to keep balance and always seek balance. You know, if a person isn't giving you back what you're putting into it, give yourself some distance, right. you know. Don't get mad because, you, know, you can't make a person, you know, treat you better, whatever. They have to do it on their own. But you are like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't spit your water today. Okay, cool. You know, that's nice and everything, but, you know, <laughs> it should come naturally, everything. And when you find yourself, okay, well, cool, you know, like, uh, as we were talking before, when you have to code switch, I would rather work on my personality so it's enough to make a person be interested in me, whereas I have a little more social equity that person. I could be a little bit more myself, so I'm not stressed out, feeling like a, you know, like a a cat in a room full of dogs trying right. to survive. So, you know, it's all those little things. I mean, you know, even with, with, your, with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, if you don't feel like you're getting as much as what you're putting into it, it's like, you know, you get, well, like, we need to talk about, ain't gonna get you so far, but you're gonna notice when you start pulling back, because now the balance has been broken. Right. You know, and, and that's just sitting to me. It's just if somebody can show you where those markers are or how to put those markers down, that's where the counseling comes in help. Cause, you know, some people, like, you know, like, family events can be traumatic.
1: Right.
0: You know, I mean, yeah. And, and yeah. So, I mean, you gotta learn how to deal with these things. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I've had my ways of dealing with those things and they've been effective for me, but I can't pass that off as advice to somebody else. You'd be like, yo, family, they just disowned me. What happened? Well, You know, I bought bacon to the bar mitzvah. You fucked up, black. Right? You know, I could do it, but you can't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or either the white dude said, nigga. <laughs> she you know, like, said it was cool. you know he lost his job His a youtube video (laughs) so but you know you got to seek balance man and that's just it so and then the balance and and this is why i'm not shitting on jesus at all but it's just like you know you got to find those markers you know somebody help you identify this is my trick these are my triggers This is, you know, I need to process this differently. Or I believe I need to, because this makes sense. This man wasn't trying to be racist. He was just protecting the place we work. So, you know, okay, yeah, but still, am I gonna let go of this? Am I gonna hold on to it and make this part of my personality and block my blessing? Yeah,
1: and I would have been the person with the Vaseline acting up. But, um, you know, that's why I got friends like you.
0: And I'm blessed for all of that reason, but sometimes you got to kick somebody ass. Yeah. His, his, my man Omar said, you know, you uh, know, Avon Boxdale. got to send a message. Got
1: to send a message
0: Oh. Got to send a message, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and sometimes you have to, you know, put on the Al Sharpton sweatsuit, but they see you put the hair in a the ponytail, a Vaseline, it's take
1: off on. On earrings. It's on.
0: It's on. She, she from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we can talk about this. This is. No reasons for us to escalate the (laughs) cups.
1: I want to thank you so much. I know I keep saying it, but um, I know for a fact that that the things that you shared tonight are gonna help somebody because you are so open and honest and you're always open and honest. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you always supporting me. Yeah, I
0: keep (laughs) it. I got a bad memory, I keep it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) um you're you're a great guy you really really are a great guy um, and, and I thank you for and this was I want everybody to know that this is spur of the moment we were having a conversation and you were like I'm down I'm down so um thank you yeah. for sharing
0: um yeah, whenever, for open- yeah I mean whatever you need I'm sorry, I'm stepping over your lines no go ahead go ahead whatever you need me mommy I I I, I, I love doing this. say I, I I never remember whose podcast I'm on but you know it's I'm talking the same shit, you
1: know. But that's what I'm going to say, because I'm going to have you back because uh, one of the main things that we have in common is our love of food and cooking. Yeah, you
0: see his bat wings, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I got you. Um, Baking, I always say baking is my therapy. So I'm going to definitely have you on again so we can talk about that. Uh, Thank you again. Uh, Chef, don't you
0: know, you know, what I don't know about food when you start talking bacon. That's science.
1: Listen, man. no, you, you look, you kick ass in the kitchen. I've I, I, you do
0: things that I don't know. Really like I my mistakes. You can't do that. <laughs> bacon is science. And you know, that man says one teaspoon, you need one teaspoon in there. Otherwise, you got something that you know make people sick. So, yeah, see, me, I, I can go and put a little extra hot sauce on there and be like, oh, this is delicious. Or, so, you know, well.
1: Whatever you decide to do, we're gonna have you back. Thank you again. Oh, um, yeah, we you. gotta
0: get the band back together, man. I'm gonna try to yes, set something yes. with me, bro. We can hang out, you can bring some of your folks up in there. We can get thrown out of the lobby again.
1: Hey, don't come don't come through here and not say hi
0: again. Um, no, okay. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. I went to Kevin's, uh, what do you call it? um Kevin's uh, Retirement Party. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was up there, but you know, like, um, whatever. And, just, and, and I was just back out because the weekend. But um yeah, and that's it, but I'm trying to get some more time just to get up there and just chill for a minute. Now that I have a, a real job job. You know, <laughs> vacation days and just gradually get up there and gradually come on back.
1: Well, enjoy it. Um yeah. keep, keep being you.
0: Thank man. you. You see to me a friend of the show, man. So you know, whatever you say, you know, first, you got a minute? Yeah, there you go. Come on.
1: That's right. We're gonna have you back. I'm definitely gonna have you back. Right. Um, thank you for your friendship for all these
0: years. Uh, thank you for your friendship, Mama. Love the shit out of you. And we got to get thank the band back up. Okay. All right, Mama. Um, Bye, Mama.
1: Hang on. Don't leave. Uh, he did leave. Thank you for supporting me, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I've received some wonderful comments, some wonderful feedback. If you don't already, look me up, Diva with Depression. You can follow me subscribe to my website and to the, the podcast, listen, share, like I said, it's Men's Health Awareness Month, share these nuggets, um, because you may just save a life. Thank you to Illumination Media and Technology for all of their work on my show. I appreciate it. You guys stay well, find some peace, and always remember that you're a superhero. Take care. Bye.